Parliament has received a report that details how looting brought South African airways to its knees. We speak to Wayne Divenacher of OTA. OTA has been pursuing South African airways looters for many years. Welcome, Wayne. Uh, welcome. Uh, thank you for the invitation. Tell us about this report, please. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's quite a lengthy one. It's an interim report that has been brought by the uh, SIU, the Special Investigations Unit. They were um, commissioned to to look into uh, matters. Uh, this case was proclaimed, I think, in January 2020, which is a number of years after so much had been exposed with regards to uh, the board at the time under Dudumnyeni and uh, and the management and what happened uh, over that very short period of time. You know, she was uh, uh, put into the board, I think, as the acting chair in 2012 and stayed there until about 2017. Uh, and was a board member from t 2009 as well. But when you see the influence that, um, and this report, by the way, is very comprehensive. It's a lot more than than we've even uncovered, uh, and had uh, uh, you know taken Dudumnyeni to court, uh, and had to declared as a delinquent director on just five matters that we were uh, bringing to the fore. Uh, but this report just exposes so much of how brazen. Uh, this looting was, uh, and the involvement of directors uh, who are not supposed to be involved in the operations of the airline. Uh, it's 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 mind-blowing, quite frankly. It's a horror story. Yes, you, directors, who else were involved? Who were the main looters? Well, uh, you know, there are legal firms that are involved. There are suppliers. So, you know, the corruption, there's always two sides to the corruption coin. It's the people who have the checkbook, that's SAA and the management. And then you've got the suppliers on the other side. So when you have, for instance, a tire contract that is worth 375 million rand that doesn't comply with procurement uh, processes, you've got to ask yourself, well, what were the suppliers doing on that side? And sometimes they supply at much higher prices to the state, knowing that um, there's some development costs or, or, or uh, uh, consultant fees, so to speak, these middleman fees that get paid over. Uh, uh, for instance, if a ground power units are sold for, for in this case, uh, they, they indicated five hundred, uh, five well, just under six million rand less than their actual value. Well, who was buying that, knowing that that value was so much less, and then renting it back uh, to SAA? And if it is uh, those individuals who are outside the system are now implicated. Um, so SAA technical was also a big area where so much of this corruption happened uh, because we, we saw many things like part payments, uh, uh, parts that uh, could have been procured at half the amount that they were uh, paid for. Somebody was making a lot of money and knew this on the outside and was feeding those funds to to the, the powers that be. So yeah, too many irregular expenditure uh, 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 items and issues. Uh, the Auditor General has, um, has, has notified those matters. Over many years, this organization hasn't uh, been up to date with the, with its financial statements and closure for years. Uh, it's an absolute mess. And if you go back to pre-Dudunyeni's days, this was the jewel, the crown jewel of state uh, entities in this country. That flag on the back of that aircraft was revered and 
respected around the world when uh, when SAA wanted to do uh, aircraft procurement and that Airbus and Boeing were very receptive to 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 our needs and uh, we commanded a lot of respect in the airline industry on an international basis. Well, today, SAA is the dog of the airline industry in the world. It is it is disgusting, quite frankly, what happened there. Now. What is the amount identified by the SIU for recovery? Well, uh, you know, I think they've identified uh, a, a, a few billion rand, but the real issue here is the 38 billion rand that we have bailed SAA out uh, over a number of years. Um, in regular expenditure, they, they, they put out about 44 billion rand over, over a number of years as well. So... So I think you can put, if we're going to have to bail the airline out for, for 38 billion rand, that's the cost because this airline was in a profit state. Of course, um, you know, COVID uh, came along and uh, and the pandemic put a, put the brakes on matters, but this airline was trashed and going into business rescue before the pandemic arrived. So it's not, it's not so much a result of the pandemic. Uh, you can put about 38 billion rand comfortably into the into the uh, uh, ambit of corruption and maladministration that took place at SAA. Now, where are the main characters implicated in this looting? Have any of them been held accountable? None of them have. I think the kingpin here was Dudumnieni. She was put there to to do what she needed to do, um, and, uh, and 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 she brought in others like uh, Pumeza Nancy, Yaki Quinana. Uh, since this, uh, you know, we laid uh, a complaint with Saika against Yaki Kunana, uh, so she's uh, been stripped of her chartered accountant uh, certification as a result of that. Um, but you know, the Erba, uh, the 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 organisation that deals with auditors, needs to tackle people like uh, uh, Pumeza, and uh, and and as we've done with um, with Dudumnieni, she's now a delinquent director. She can't serve on any board for the rest of her life. But that's not the point here. These individuals have been directly implicated in transgressions of the Companies Act, the Public uh, Finance Management Act, and many others. And so what they need to be held accountable is to face charges put to them by the National Prosecuting Authority uh, in court and then face the necessary jail time that comes with that, the sentences. Uh, and there's so much evidence out there, not only from the outer cases, and we've also uh, prepared uh, what we call Section 27 referrals to the NPA directly, giving them all the evidence that we have found. Uh, and with the, you look at the Zonda report and now this SIU report, there is so much evidence here that could put these people away. And it's not just the three uh, directors that I've mentioned, but there are others, and certainly on the business side of those transactions. Problem we have, and we saw it uh, this week with the Coco Machella case being uh, struck off the roll and the Nulani case, is that the NPA is undercapacitated, doesn't have the resources and the professionalism to do these forensic audits, which are quite complex, uh, in order to make strong cases that advance quickly in court and not have these constant delays which eventually get thrown out of court. Uh, and it really frustrates us that that we have the, the, you know, the minister's VIP protection units uh, budgets going up, and yet the, the budgets for the NPA and the investigating directorate and the criminal justice system goes down. And it is our view that if, if, uh, if 
you know, you gave the NPA and the criminal justice system an extra 10 billion rand a year just to get on with doing their work properly, we would be saving 10 times that every single year in corruption and dealing uh, with accountability. So it really is a, a shocking situation that, the, that, that we find ourselves in. So are you saying despite the mountain of evidence, they may never see the inside of a courtroom or a jail cell? Becoming, you know, that's becoming the potential, the possibilities. I've always maintained that, that we do have uh, the right people and the political will uh, not so much from the, the, the politicians themselves, but the will within the NPA uh, and uh, the SIU and others to do their work. But it doesn't help to gather all this evidence if we don't see uh, people inside the courts and in orange overalls. So uh, I sincerely hope that the pressure is now going to be brought to bear on the uh, Minister of Finance in his budget in February uh, he has indicated otherwise, though, in, in, in the MTBPS in October or November, um, that these budgets are going to be cut further. Are uh, they being cut in the wrong places? We are wasting money in other areas. VIP protection, as far as we're concerned, should be reduced. I don't think our politicians' lives are at risk uh, to the extent that they make it out to be. Uh, we need to you know, cut our cloth. But when it comes down to uh, corruption, which is the problem that we have in this country, the biggest problem that is costing us far too much uh, uh, in lost revenues to, to the state. Um, we, can't, we can't mess around. We need to get the best uh, prosecutors, the forensic investigators, and the teams that can advance these cases uh, properly. So I sincerely hope that uh, we don't lose, uh, lose these cases or, or that these people don't uh, allow, are no longer allowed to walk the streets freely and spend their looted money in the way they are. But meanwhile, the report's gone to Parliament. What can, action can we expect from Parliament in reaction to that report? Well, they can now uh, really set a cat amongst the pigeons if they do their work properly and they haven't done their work. They looked away for so many years through two administrations under Zuma and, and largely uh, uh, this year, uh, this last administration. They've not been... Uh, holding the cabinet to account and the executive to account to the extent that they should. They should really be hauling everybody in uh, to, uh, to, to Parliament, uh, seeking the answers, and uh, almost, I believe, Scopa and, 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 and the various committees can be, can be uh, giving instructions to, to the Minister of Finance to make sure that these institutions are properly resourced to get on with the job of fighting corruption. You know, we, we we're coming up to anti-corruption week. Um, we've had corruption announcements recently and events where the president is, you know, speaking uh, uh, brazenly and boldly about uh, the commitment to fighting corruption. Well, it's all words. Uh, there's no action. It's a lot of rhetoric. But what we need to see is real action, and that is resource these institutions uh, properly so that we can get on with the job of, of, of holding the many looters of the state coffers to account. And, and I'm afraid for him. It might be some of his lackeys and his cronies and his cabinet ministers or senior people in the political structures that are implicated and that might have to go to jail, which is why we think that there's this reluctance to really get down to doing the hard yards here. Have we really seen anything from President Saru Ramaphosa other than rhetoric? He's very weak, I'm afraid. Yeah, you know, in 2017, when he and he kicked uh, Jacob Zuma out, 
and uh, entered uh, uh, the, his new role uh, under the Tumamina uh, anti-corruption talk, uh, we all had hope. We all thought and felt, well, here we go at last. I mean, even at Atar, we were strategizing as to what's going to happen to us if corruption uh, is, is, is addressed in government and, <laughs> and there's a reduction in it. What are we going to do as an organization? I mean, we were, we were happy to accept the fact that, well, if corruption goes away, you know, uh, we'll be able to get uh, jobs in the, in, in, in the real world out there and, and, and get on with our lives and not have to do this work. I mean, that would have been a nice problem to have. Well, it has busier than ever. It's got worse. It's absolutely bad. And right now, the amount of, 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 of gazettes and comments required and requested from various departments for big changes uh, to, 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 to procurement and management of oil infrastructure in this country and uh, trying to uh, push car power ships onto us uh, and dealing with the NSFAS, uh, the, 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 the students' finance aid schemes, uh, the corruption and the absolute maladministration that's going on. It's all to make as much money as they can before the next elections. It's a plunder spree of note. I can tell you right now, right from national down to local government, it is getting out of hand. And we've got our work cut out for us as civil society to make sure that uh, our coffers aren't plundered. There have been, there are. The Minister of Finance has told us that we are, are broke and that we've got to do things differently. Well, if we're not going to tackle the gross maladministration that's taking place with inept people that have got an intent to rob the bank here, uh, then uh, you know we're going to have a very, very difficult time of turning this country around. Every day of looting is a day that we go backwards in this country. Thank you. That was Wayne Duvenal of OTAS speaking to Biz News.